Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, it's The Rundown, presented by Trippet Insurance. Trippet Insurance at 6462 Stage Road in Bartlett. Depend on your local insurance agent. Trippet Insurance at 901-365-1472. Online at TrippetAgency.com. The Rundown, with the biggest stories of the day, from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Memphis Grizzlies, which we've sent a great deal of our show so far, talking about, obviously, day after the trade deadline, the dust has settled now. We've talked a lot about where we think they stand now. Zach Kleiman spoke uh, last hour about the trade for uh, Luke Kennard, former Clippers guard. Just absolute sharpshooter. Shot over around 44% for the last three years of his career. Uh, that's all he does, knock down threes. Knocks them down even better from the corners, 50%. Now, apparently, and I'm reading from over to Michael Cole, commercial appeal beat writer, they've said Kennard probably not going to be going tonight mm. against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes, Grizzlies back in action. A 7 p.m. tip against the Timberwolves. I think last I looked, the Grizzlies were like six-and-a-half-point favorites. Yep. That might have moved a little bit. Uh, of course, you can get pregame right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Uh, at 6.30 with Eric Hasseltine on the call at 7. So, well, no canard. Probably didn't expect him to be ready to go. Uh, but I have read some reports that it appears Mike Conley has made the trip oh. and will be available, they say, for today's shoot-around. So, good chance we see the return of the, of the maestro, uh, Mike Conley. I frame this as a must-win for the Grizzlies. Fine, I'm going to do it. We're not talking playoffs here in that level of must-win, but with where everything's been, um, with – Frankly, the way the West looks now, and remember your 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 first half record against the West, that fifteen and sixteen that stands out. You can't be affording to fall to one and three mm-hmm. against Minnesota this season, a team that you're hoping to have behind you. And especially if we're talking about and listen, Sane's right with you, Brad. He yep. believes it too. Especially if you're talking about holding on to a two or three seed. These are the kinds of teams you need to beat. Especially, listen, they're they're. I know they've pointed things in the right direction, possibly by giving it the reins over to Anthony Edwards, but you're working in Mike Conley. There's going to be some new things they're working with there. You don't need to be messing around with a Timberwolves team, especially at the place where you've been the most successful, which is at home. So hopefully they split this regular season series tonight in a game that I feel is much like the Bulls when you need to win this to sort of put that mess, yeah. uh, the mess of a bad stretch yeah. of basketball and everything else, this this bad you know, this negativity that some of has been brought on by themselves to sort of put that to bed uh, and, and get rolling. You do not, like I said, losing to Minnesota three out of four this season with what Cat's been gone in, yeah. in a lot of this uh, would be extremely disappointing and not a good sign if we're thinking this team can hold on to a two or a three seed. So hopefully they take care of business. Now, Kleiman did mention some other news I thought was relevant to our discussion here uh, during his press conference. He said that they will not... I don't know how resolute he was about this, but that they will not be be sort of parsing the way through the buyout market and seeing if there's anything they want. So a Will Barton. That's interesting. Uh, I think there's been reports yeah. that Will Barton, the former Tiger, probably going to be bought out by the mm-hmm. Wizards. 
Um, I, my man uh, Sam Westbrook. and I discussed last night. Well, Westbrook's uh, yeah. who, who, there, there might be you know Clippers were talked about with him. Sure. My man Sam and I discussed last night that if Thaddeus Young was bought out by Toronto, I think some have listed him as a possible candidate. Hmm. Would that be a guy that you'd want to bring into the Grizzlies just in terms of what he would provide in the front office? Yes. You know, in the in the locker room. Excuse me. I said front office. He's going to be there one day, but just in terms of what he provides, he's still. You know, in terms of yeah. a defensive big, he's still actually pretty effective on the floor for you. All that said, Zach Kleiman sort of put that to bed, yeah. said we're going with what we've got. And what they've got is Luke Kennard. Yep. Um, and, again, hopefully, we discussed this ad nauseum first hour, it's going to help the Grizzlies uh, in a number of different ways, but particularly a team that's 24th in shooting and three-point three shooting in the league. Hopefully that's going to go up. You're, you're talking about a guy who should get more minutes mm-hmm. with this team. Look at the way the Wings have been playing for Memphis. There's every opportunity to go in, and, and they're going to put you in front of Conchar, probably going to put you in front of Zaire. I'm with Saint. He's going to be the backup shooting guard, so a lot more opportunity here for him, and hopefully those percentages for the Grizzlies go up. You get him in a corner, shooting over 50% like he does for his career. You get Bain on the other side. That's going to space the floor very well, especially once you get Steven Adams back yep. for John Morant. Yeah, uh, Jaron Jackson, a big part of that as well. I was hoping to see Kennard tonight. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I think he's going to help. He already tweeted out he's excited. Of course he is, uh, to join the team. Last time you saw Minnesota, that game was on January 27th. They lost 111-100, to and they kind of beat your ass. Edwards <laughs> at 25, remember that. That left a bad taste in my mouth. I don't know about you. I watched that game on the road, and you have Kyle Anderson sort of smiling at his old guys. It's like, I don't know. I, tonight you sort of owe them, you know? Well, remember, they wanted to be you. Last yeah. year was them wanting to be you and the team with more swagger and all that stuff, and you end up beating them in the in the playoff series. But I, you've, I've sensed that from them. They want to be mm-hmm. the next ones up, and you've sensed that from them in every regular season meeting. This this, and especially that one where it ended with Kyle making yep. plays. They're all high fiving, uh, jumping up and down like like they've done something. Sure, yeah, you got that sense. You know how bad this team wants to beat Memphis and using Kyle Anderson to do it, yeah, has been part of the storyline. I don't like their lineup, though. I think Anthony Edwards is the best thing they've got going. He's he's it, though. Like, Cat's a good player, obviously, but, like, when you brought in Rudy Gobert, you kind of shot it. I've always thought that that trade was foolish. That was It's going to go down I, as one of the worst ones around, giving up all the assets Good they chance have. at that. I am curious to see what Mike does in terms of trying to settle things down, even help further establish the pecking order, you mm. know he'll be good for that. If they forget and, and here's the other thing, Brett. They gotta get Carl Anthony Towns yeah. back and see what it looks like then. <laughs> right. Like they figured nothing out no. to this point with Towns and Gobert because of Towns' absence. Mm-hmm. And so again it's a it's a Minnesota team that's really got no business at this point uh, uh beating you, especially on your home floor. So again, uh tonight's game a seven PM tip uh, Grizzlies six and a half point favorites. They'll do it against a Minnesota team that they've lost two of three to so far. No Luke Kennard, we don't think, but a good chance we'll see Mike Conley tonight down at FedEx Forum. Next story. So the brand new Nike movie is coming out. It's called Air. It features Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Have you seen this yet? I have not seen it. I'm curious. So I am. I read um, the, the the Phil Knight book, uh, which is I think called Shoe Dog. Terrific book. Like I am a, I just eat up the Air Jordan stuff as much as I can. Whether it's the documentary, Nike's pursuit of Michael Jordan is what this movie's about. It just dropped the the trailer for the movie that's coming out in April. They bought a seven million dollar Super Bowl spot. It's going to be a two million or a seven seven million two minute trailer for the movie during the Super Bowl. During I'll the be Super looking Bowl. out for that. And and 
I, I love did not Nike. know this. Yeah, tell it's like, me, for, yeah, it's like from our growing up, basically. Of course. You know, the story of how they recruited him, and we've heard some of the famous stories about how they sort of worked around Adidas and Converse was when, big at the when time. When does this come out, Brad? I had not it's read about April this. April 5th. Okay. Yep. From 1984. Here's You want to hear the trailer? It's I'd kind love of to. interesting trailer. It. You can listen to the audio and kind of follow along with uh, the moving pictures in your head. 1984 has been a tough year. Our sales are down. Our growth is down. Sonny, I brought you in here to grow the basketball business. People don't know what the hell a Nike is. What's a Converse? NBA All-Star shoe. There's nothing cool about Nike. You would have to have a pretty compelling pitch. I can tell them the one thing the other companies can't compete with. Our basketball division is terrible. I do not love it. This is where you come up with a brilliant idea that no one else can see. Let's hear it. I got it. I found him. Who's that? Jesus? Can't afford it. I'm willing to bet my career on one guy. My name's Sonny Vaccaro. I'm with Nike. Do you typically make it a habit of showing up at people's front doors unannounced? I don't like to take no for an answer. Oh, man. Here we go. You ask me what I do here. This is what I do. I find you players, and I feel it this time. Okay, it's risky. When you were selling sneakers out of the back of your Plymouth, that was risky. Don't change that now. For a rookie. Yes. Who's never set foot on an NBA court. That's the literal definition of rookie. Yeah. What's the plan? We build a shoe line around just him. I need the greatest basketball shoe that's ever been made. Who's the player? Michael Jordan. Your motor is. And so it goes on, wow. but uh, it's basically, okay. you hear Sonny Vaccaro right out of the gate is in this movie. I, they portray him. So who's playing Vaccaro? Vaccaro, I... Is it Matt Damon playing him? I, I couldn't it, tell I think by it the looks voice. like Matt is Vaccaro, and Ben looks like he's Phil Knight. That's, okay. That, again, it's it's they don't tell you in the little trailer here that I had in front of you, but I, I get goosebumps because this is my childhood. Well, I, I, got, I, got, I got one question for you that I think you can answer because you're looking at it, and I am able yeah, to see. I've I can got hear the voices. Was that Viola Davis that was sounding like his yes, mom? Yes, yes. I think oh, Viola so Davis. Cast is oh, monstrous. The cast is. Now, it's massive. not just Affleck and Ben. It's, you it, got Viola Davis in it too. Yes, and of course you have. Yeah, Viola Davis. Matt. Let's see. Jason Bateman is one of the executives in this movie. Oh, Matt that's big Damon. Time, oh, it's it's all the big big boys in this movie. It's from MGM. Amazon Studios is involved. Uh, you're going to see it during the Super Bowl, but it. Um, I love the Nike stuff, especially from the 80s. Oh, yeah, I can yeah. tell it's got you goosebumps. I yeah. think if I had seen it, too, I'd have the same yeah, goosebumps. I almost it got it you. just from the audio there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could hear Viola Davis sounding like that. that she's yeah. playing Mike's mom, yeah. it sounded like. Uh, this sounds exciting. So two minutes of it during the Super Bowl. Yep. $7 million commercial uh, trailer for what's the name of it again? It's called Chasing Mike or something? Or Air. Air? Okay. I Air. think. No, I, no, no, no. It's no. Their pers- Nike's but, Pursuit of Michael Jordan. It's called Air, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, The Pursuit of Michael Jordan from Nike. And it airs uh, this weekend. You'll see the trailers. Film releases April 5th in, in theaters. And, of course, Amazon, I'm sure, will start streaming it uh, quickly thereafter. So that'll be a, a big one for Nike fans. Next story. I had no idea that was coming, so I appreciate that. You educated me on that coming. I'll be looking for that on well, Sunday to see a, that trailer. A lot of companies, they build their whole uh, New Year release around the Super Bowl. you know, And then they, they've actually started releasing some of the commercials already. My wife watches the Today Show, and they've already started flipping out some of that product so they get the most bang for the buck. Is $7 million the going rate this year? It looks like it. Like yeah. it's It went from, what, one or two a few years ago? Now yeah. you're dealing with seven or eight. I saw Super Bowl 46 was like $3 million, so it's gone up <laughs> considerably crazy. since Would then. You, let me ask you this. If you were a top an executive and you had you know 20 million in the bank would you shoot seven of it to, to try to buy an ad be wise you got the whole half the country watching don't you i mean Seems this is like the king this yeah. is when everybody's glued into one spot i don't what other times it 
during during our history, during our routines, yeah. are we all watching like we are during the Super Bowl? I don't think so. I mean, like, the other remember, thing is, all the yeah, award shows yeah. have kind of gone in terms of when we're all watching. Like, what yes. things draw us all in in a way that the Super Bowl does? I don't think so. But a lot of people, so you I'd also get there. the streaming along with it too. You can flip it out on the internet and put it on Twitter as soon as it's it's on the bo- the yeah. bowl game. You know, it's kind of a cool idea. Interesting stuff. Yeah. I don't know if I had any money and I could afford to do it, I'd absolutely put it out on blast out on the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's gonna be watching. There you go. Let me hit this. Next story. All right, Tigers versus Temple on Sunday. And on the surface, probably not very interesting or worth a very long discussion. Uh, We've said it's important because they can't afford to lose it, and I think that's the best way to put it. Uh, Joe Lenardi's most recent bracketology, and that was done as of this morning at 9 a.m., has the Tigers as the first team out. That is not new. He had that on his card, but now officially over at ESPN.com, he's put up the new bracket online. And, yes, Memphis – uh, is right there as the first four out behind the team they handled or beat this season in Texas A&M. Uh, those last four in, New Mexico, North Carolina, some big names, Kentucky and Texas A&M. And he's got Memphis, Wisconsin, Oregon, and Seton Hall, a team that Memphis lost to on a last second off the glass three. Uh, still hurts me to this day. Uh, they are all in that first four out category. And so Memphis clearly has work to do and cannot afford at this point, a loss to a Temple team. I've done the 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 what's necessary here and can tell you this. Temple's 120 at the net. So what does that mean, Jason? It means this is a quad three game. Oof. Right now, you only have one quad one quad three or quad four loss. Uh, was Tulane at home? You can't afford to lose anymore um, because what you don't have much of are quad one wins. You've only got one now. That win against Cincinnati has now gone back down to a quad two because they've fallen out of the top 75 at the net. Your one quad one win right now is Auburn. Hopefully that one will stick. You got a chance, though, for Texas A&M. Be rooting for Texas A&M the rest of this year because last I looked, they were around 38 at the net. Brad, they get up to 30. That becomes a quad one win. And so, again, set aside that, you can get two more quad one opportunities against Houston. What we're talking about on Sunday is obviously not falling in one of these quad three opportunities. That is key for the Tigers right now. So, so on the bubble that you not add any more bad losses. Yeah. In, in fact, it may be the strongest thing on their on their resume still is that there are so there's just the one bad loss, at least metrically, the best thing going for <laughs> The them. one regret I have about the Tigers' season is this schedule looked fantastic going into it, especially the non-conference. We said they did what they needed to do. We know how hard it is to schedule. You know, we, we've, we've talked about this with John Martin in terms of for Memphis to go out and get – you know, those teams to come in here and play you at FedEx Forum, it's tough. Right. And we thought for, for everything that they've got in terms of difficulty putting that together, it was a decent schedule. A lot of it hadn't broken the way you wanted to. St. Louis, Louis hasn't real been as good as, as you wanted slid, to. You know? There's no question. I think they could still win yeah. their conference, though. I know they lost that, uh, what was it, UIC Edwardsville yes, or something? Yes, they lost to Edwardsville, which is but I thought they I thought they've sort of turned things around yeah. in conference since then. I hadn't checked on them the last week or so. It, they've had a rough go. I will tell you, I was at the one Tigers game this year, and it was the Texas A&M game at home. The Tigers are a better team than Texas A&M. That's what's frustrating. Like, when you see those two teams play there, like Buzz gave them a run for their money at the end. Remember, it took forever. They had the timeouts and all the reviews and stuff. We're a better team than Texas A&M. That's what's frustrating. I know, and that's why, you, you because this team passes the eye test. Your first two players are definitely guys that should be leading you in an NCAA tournament with, with yeah. Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams. DeAndre is playing right now at yes. a conference player of the year level. He's just doing it on a team that's also got, hey, maybe the conference player of the year, whether it's 
Kendrick Davis or Marcus Sasser down in Houston. But uh, that my, my point is to compliment how good DeAndre Williams and how consistent he's been for oh. Memphis here over the last few games. They're going to need more of it because, again, yeah. you have such an advantage over these non-Houston AAC teams just with those two. And the thing that's worked so well, at least offensively for the Tigers right now, is they're getting – Fairly consistent contributions from Keontae Kennedy, mm-hmm. especially from three McCadden years late. looks good, too. And then McCadden yeah. doing a lot of the dirty work, a lot of the things that don't aren't necessarily statted up, yep. uh, put-back dunks, everything else. He's been in there. And so uh, the thing you have to add to that is, okay, what happens when Alex Lomax comes back? Yeah. What happens when Malcolm Dandridge comes back? Not as worried about Dandridge just because he can help on the glass and everything else, and it sounds like they're just waiting on him as far as Penny and, and the returning from this injury. But with Alo who early on this season, as Memphis was trying to find that third and fourth guy in the pecking order, was really kind of putting his uh, putting yeah. his bid in to be that. And it wasn't good for this offense, especially knowing what his limitations are. This, th- Frankly, it was a good thing. It's the kind of the way it's broken. I realize you can you know point to this record and say, well, maybe it's not. But the fact that Alo has had to be removed because of injury, it's allowed McCadden and Keontae Kennedy to get comfortable yes. as third options. Yes. And you are a better – this is the best offensive team metrically, at least from the numbers, mm-hmm. that Penny's had. A lot of that is Kendrick Davis and being, you know – being the straw that stirs the drink when you've got somebody as exceptional as him, that offense is going to look a lot better. Yes. But they've been a big part of that, too, finding that third option. And hopefully Alo will come back not as a third option or, or a possible third option, but as that guy that's a distributor and leading you defensively. Because that, that's where I'll say that's where Alo can really help. There have been times this season where teams have been able to get whatever they want on the Tigers. They've only been good for stretches defensively as opposed to some other years where, hey, they could go out and press you all game. Yeah. That's where Alo coming back can help. There's no question about it. As, as a part of this discussion, though, um, if you go over to the Commercial Appeal, they've got a story up. Some of these numbers aren't new, but they are worth visiting. And I'm going to talk to John Martin about this, too, my partner, when we get him on here a little later this hour. But Memphis basketball has a home attendance issue. Yes. And it's being very, very quietly talked about. And and remember, and and I and we were all part of this. It was part of the the sales pitch of Penny Hardaway becoming the coach. Was that attendance had gotten so bad under Tubby? You're talking about actual turnstile counts down the four thousands. That even for a Hall of Fame coach, right, a, a guy who's been classy all the way through, you had to move on after two years because you were hemorrhaging money because attendance was down to nothing. Literally 4,000-something actual butts and seats that last year of Tubby. So you had to. But, but here's, here's what I'm going to get to, Brett. I think we made the assumption that attendance would just go back up through the roof when Penny Hardaway was hired, and now it did go up from the four whatever it was mm-hmm. that last year at Tubby to about 8,000. I'm talking about actual butts and seats. We're not talking about announced crowds mm. to 8,000 that first year. But since then, it's continued to go down. Now, we knew the number last year of 6,400. On average, 6,400 butts and seats at Tigers games last year. This is why this is important. If it falls below 6,000, your average for the season mm-hmm. – you get no payout from the Memphis Grizzlies, a payout that you've come to depend on, quite frankly, as an athletic department. As part of your lease with the Grizzlies, you get no payout if that goes under 6000 Last year, you were at 6400 This year, the announced attendance, Brad, it's lower than it was last year. It's in the 11000s this year. Last year, announced was thirteen. Listen to me. Last year, announced was thirteen, but actual was 6400 This year, announced is around eleven something 
for the 11 games. So you figure proportionally it's gonna go there's going to be another drop-off. And so. look at all the things they've mm-hmm. done with the bobbleheads, uh, the nights they've had down there honoring Lorenzen yeah. and some others to try to get people down there, and it's just not happening in the way they want. And you wonder, yeah. okay, how much of it is the Grizzlies? How much of it is that, you know, that this team doesn't have necessarily an NBA uh, prospect on it like last year's did Jalen Durden. i tell you real quick, Jalen Durden was on last year's team, and they only averaged 6,400. Mm-hmm. No, you know, we've all sort of assumed, hey, it'll get better. As Penny's teams get better, the attendance will go up. But here for the second year, looks like you probably got another tournament team, and the attendance down there continues to go down. I'm going to ask John, like, what do you do? Does Penny just need a ranked team that goes all the way through the season, and all of a sudden we're talking about – Fifteen to 18,000 people down there, or have times just changed? Yes. Which is the other part of this, that we may have to at some point consider that, it, it, that it's never going to be what it once was mm-hmm. where you could bank on over 10,000 every year butts and seats. Hell, 10,000, you're talking 12, 13,000 at least. And on a lot of nights, 18,000 people in there. I, I, I say all that to say, Brad, it's a huge issue for that program right now because basketball's been the moneymaker. And so if it continued to drop off, you'd be right back in a place that you were with Tubby Smith not so long ago. And so I don't know. I say all that to say, okay, here's a problem. At some point it's going to have to get addressed because it doesn't seem like, you know, what Memphis is trying to do with the bobbleheads, hey, come down. That ain't going to do it. That That's not going to do it. That ain't going to get it. Let me answer it as a – I'm going to try to see why, from my perspective as a consumer, I'll I'll have this discussion with you. As a consumer, COVID did something to change people's behavior in terms of going out. We talk about it about the Super Bowl. Like maybe you and I might be staying in our own crib because we don't want to go out with a bunch of people. I think that's part of it. Second thing is I don't think the Grizzlies have as much to do about this as people think it does. Okay, I'll hear that. Look at the football team, all right? The basketball team, now hear me out on this. This is going to be a very unpopular answer. The basketball team is kind of like the football team. You know, you're, you're not 500, but you're a, you're a good team. You're not doing extraordinary things, though. And you said it best. Like A lot of these, these teams like Memphis that are in a mid-major situation, I realize that Memphis operates at a high-major type deal with Penny Hardaway. But, like, unless you're doing extraordinary things, people don't go to games now. They just don't. That's why the Grizzlies, they've got to operate at this level to get to where they're at. But I think the Tigers, like, the bobblehead's not going to do it. Lorenzen, although they had a good attendance number last weekend, but that I think that's about as good as it gets unless you've got uh, two guys who are NBA lottery picks, Precious Achua, Jalen Duran, uh, and you're killing people, like, a la UNLV in 1990 or Memphis back in 2008. Like, other than that, it's hard, dude. I know there are leases and, and business and things for, for years that have to be tended to first, but it's hard. It's very hard. Have they outlived being in that arena? Yes. You know, at one time when you were the program that it was under Cal, you can fill that thing up easy, uh, up easier than the Grizzlies did at that point. You have to point. be honest. You know what I'm the saying? The answer is yes. But, but things have changed. Yes. And, and now you're talking about, again, an average attendance. This is announced of 10,009. Last year was 13,600. People think it's I'm a- crazy for this answer, but the answer is yes. The answer is yes. It's an 18,500-seat NBA arena. And they're not the nationally no. relevant program that they used no, to no, be. No. I'm not telling you that Penny can't get it there, but what I'm telling you is I, this is facts it. now, folks. Facts. You, you, you announced, this was your average announced last year was 13,685, but what was actually there was 6,483. There you go. 
Okay. There's your answer. So, so again, this year now, you're at announced 10,912. Where's that turnstile count going to drop to this year? It's it, Proportionally, it's going to drop, and you would guess it's going to be below 6,000. So, yes. uh, you know, I, I hear you on – you're you right. be honest with yourself. Th- this hasn't been a top 25 team and everything else, but, but I wonder if, if the question is broader that – Memphis has sort of outlived being able to fill up that building yeah. to the pro. The, it could, the previous program that it was under Cal, what it's been under Josh and under Penny and under Tubby Smith. Yes. The other difference, as my f- friend Donnie Mars, who's a loyal Tigers fan, points out, now with plus, you don't have to go anywhere to see the Tigers. Back 10 years ago, you well, had Well, that's why to- I'm glad you brought up the COVID point, too. I mean, that, that you know, we stayed home, we watched the man. games, and now, and all of to, to, to your guy's point there, you can, you can see every one of them, but it's the, it's the hey, it's, I can just stay at home. I there, love there's staying at home. There's more of that basketball. now because of what we've been through, yes. and I'm sure that is yes. part of this, Yes, but it, you can't get people, you, you know, getting people back to their old routines, that's, that, that's not going to be the solution nope. here. No, nope. And so well, for Laird Veach and everybody over there with that Memphis basketball program, I know they've already been doing it. They're trying to think outside the box. What do we got to do? Hell, we sell uh, tickets for $9.01. You know, we've got to get more people in there. Again, here's the issue. They go under 6000 for two straight years. The Grizzlies can cut the lease on them. They can terminate the lease. I'll take it a step further. You could give away dollar tickets and you wouldn't sell at FedEx Forum right now. That's a fact. Well, I mean, it's it's that view. It's where you're at, too, on those tickets, right? It's, it's that upper-level thing, too. So. I'm telling you, $1 you wouldn't sell And if that. you're not going down to see you. a team that's ranked I know that's not a popular the, answer. Like, if you're not going down talk. to see a team in the yeah. top ten, or you, or you can watch them on television, or, hell, the Grizzlies might be on it, because I think it's all part of that. Got to be then, real about it. Then it gets tough. Yeah. Uh, there may be a point in the future where we're talking about that team doesn't need to be down at FedEx Forum anymore. It needs to be in some sort of on-campus arena. Yeah. Because that's the that's better suited for the mm-hmm. size of where the program is. Again, I highly doubt uh, uh, Grizzlies officials or the Tigers, what they probably want to do is revisit the lease. Mm-hmm. The Tigers would like to revisit the terms of that, and you'd think the Grizzlies would be willing. But, again, will we ever see this thing at a point again where you're packing 14 and 15 actual butts and seats in there uh, uh, on most nights? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, because I, I did. I was one of the ones that assumed once you brought Penny back, hey, he's, he bleeds blue, he's a Memphis guy. Uh, those fans are back there so long as he's got a relatively mm-hmm. decent to good team. Uh, since his first season, it has continued to go down. And by the end of this year, yeah, I'm scared to 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 think what that actual turnstile count number is going to be after last year being 64-83, and this year the announced attendance having dropped as far as it has. I think you're going to see a proportional drop. Hopefully for the Tigers, it's not under six thousand, so you can still get some yes. some portion of that payment. As long as it stays over six thousand, you get a portion of the payment from the Grizzlies, but critically important that they get this addressed uh, here pretty soon. Tell you what, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to my man, John Martin. He's headed out to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Yeah, we, we let him get out to Vegas for a little play-play because we're, we're grown. We can hold it down here around the house. We'll let John go do his play-play. And, and, and more importantly, get his picks here for the Super Bowl, what he's thinking as we go in. And maybe I'll throw this uh, – Maybe I'll throw this attendance, this Tigers attendance question at him as well when we get back. Listen, Jason and John, 92.9 FM, yes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Yeah. The ones that hate me the most are just like me. His name is John Martin. He's my brother. He's my co-host, of course, on this here show. He's also sports columnist for the Daily Memphian. Does good work there as well. You can follow him on Twitter at JohnMartin929. You'll notice he's on the phone and not in here. That's because he's got big plans this weekend. We're going to get into it. Brother John, how are you? What's up, my man? Thanks for holding it down. Oh, very happy to do so. Very happy to do so. Now, now I, I know what's happening, but if you don't mind, uh, why don't you tell our listeners what your plans are for the weekend? Because I'm... I have to be. I'm very excited for you, John. I'm living vicariously through you this weekend. Yeah, I don't even think most of the listeners know, right? Like we've kind of not really t- talked about it yet. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from naming specific properties here because you know we have sponsorships and all that stuff. Yeah. But um, you know, I spread the wealth, man. My favorite is Superbook Sports, but I spread the wealth, and essentially, I got an invitation. Um, to attend a Super Bowl watch party at Allegiant Stadium. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations so big, on making it big. It's it's a, it's a it's an exclusive it's an exclusive group. Um and I mean like look, I mean I, you know, I'm a Raider fan. I this is the closest I'm going to get to a Super Bowl that has anything to do with the Raiders. So um, I, I looked at it as a once in a lifetime chance to, to do something really cool. And my wife was super cool about it. And I'm going with my brother-in-law. So I think that makes it a little bit more kosher. So I'm taking off, you know, basically now and, uh, and I'll be there until <laughs> Monday morning. I have an ungodly flight back at 6 a.m. on Monday, but we're, we'll worry about Monday on Monday. So, see, see, now, I misunderstood, John. I, I thought this was a trip to go out there and live out the dream of walking up to that sports book in person and putting your bet down on the Super Bowl. This is about going out there for a party? Yeah. No, 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 this is a – I've done that, man. I've done the uh, – go up to the, the window and, and, and put a bet in, man. I did that over the summer. This is a I'm talking about it for the a, Super Bowl, though. This was well, this is one fair. for the yeah. soup that I figured was going to be a monstrous John Martin bet. So I, I've 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 been confused here. You're straightening me out. Yeah, no, no, it's a it's a it's a. I wouldn't just go for the Super Bowl, right? Like, I mean, I, you know, as much as I enjoy Vegas, like I can bet on the Super Bowl from home. It's it's the opportunity to to go to this you know pretty exclusive party um, that you know. 
kind of did right. the did the trick for me. Yeah, now now I'm not so now I'm not so sure about you know about holding down for you. I, I thought I thought I was yeah <laughs> for, I'm going to because a party it's a, it's a it's a party <laughs> as opposed to going out and living out some some dream. Let me ask you this, John: ha- Has anything changed in terms of how you're feeling about this game on Sunday? Which way you're leaning? No, um, you know I think all the news has been pretty good about Patrick Mahomes. Um, and I kind of look at him the same way I look at, you know, a Tom Brady in that, you know, when we would get to these games, we didn't spend much time, you know, talking about, oh, he only has, you know, one tight end or, you know, who's he throwing to? Because we just knew he was a great. And I think Mahomes is sort of entering that category. Um, you know, Juju, if he plays, he has had success against um, the, these Eagle DBs in a past life you know, when one of them was with the Giants. So, you know, look, I think I think the Eagles are clearly top to bottom the better roster. Um, I, like, there's no debating that. They have more talent on both sides of the ball. But I am just of the belief in these big games. Like, I would, I would say the Falcons were more talented than the Pats, and that's why they were up 28-3. to But, you know, in the end, what matters is, you know, greatness. And I think Jalen Hurts is a, a, a really, really good quarterback. I also think he's never really been asked to do a whole lot because his running game and his offensive line has been, I mean, the best in the NFL. So I think this is just a, a situation I trust Mahomes a little bit more than the Eagles. You know, despite the talent advantage, I think they are. Um, and I think the, the Chiefs coaching staff is a little bit more experienced. They have the edge there. So I'm just going to roll with the experience here. I could – Certainly, be proven wrong. Jalen Hurts is a is a stud. Um, I wouldn't be shocked, but I am going to put down a bet on Chiefs money line when I get out there for sure. All right. Well, now we know uh, officially what what will if he wins the Super Bowl on Sunday. What what does it signify for 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 Mahomes? He he'd be the first quarterback to win two Super Bowls, two MVPs in his first six seasons. But at that point, you know, I guess there'll be no more no discussion. There'll be no more putting a burrow next to him or anything else, which I was guilty of earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it sets him so far ahead of the guys that are playing now, John. If he pulls this off, doesn't it? Yeah, I I think he becomes like officially the LeBron of of the NBA. Where, or excuse me, the NFL, where he's, you know, maybe not quite as, um, he's not quite there with Brady or Montana yet, but he's entering the discussion. Um, you know, you think about his physical abilities and, and, you know, everything he can do and does do. I think you'd sort of be, he would be like, okay, now, you know, again, I, I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't go as far to say like he's in the conversation of, oh, he's chasing Brady now, but, I mean, he would be the most likely guy, right? He would be the most likely guy to – I don't think anybody will ever do it. But, I mean, you know, I was – I said, what, three years ago we did that draft of teams that we loved and who we'd take over the next five years. You know, I thought the – you know, I thought the, the, the Chiefs would win five. But I think if they win tomorrow – or excuse me, Sunday, I think we'll just be – we'll be starting that discussion of can Mahomes finish as the second best to ever play the position? I think that's probably what's on the line for him. And then here, here's a question I'm interested to ask you, then we'll move on to some other things uh, here locally. Outside the two quarterbacks, who's the most important person in this game in terms of impact on winning? I don't know if it's so much of a, a, a person as it is. A unit? Uh, uh, yeah. Like, I'll let you slide out if you, want to, if you want to roll that way and say it's a, uh, make it a unit well, as like, opposed do, to I mean, do, I, do I think it's like Isaiah Pacheco? I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I guess I might say I'll go Kelsey. I'll go Travis. Which one? Kelsey, oh, Travis, yes. You're picking KC, yeah, of course. If, 
Yeah, if 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 he is bottled up and they really just they really just you know are hell bent on making sure he doesn't get anything going and and doesn't get open and he's double teamed and triple teamed and all that, they bracket him. Then and they certainly have the the talent to do that. I do think it's going to be very hard for Kansas City because um, now you're now you are depending on those guys, right? Like you are depending on Juju and Kadarius Tony and you know uh, Exxon Valdez. So I think I think if if Kelsey has a game like we we know he can, you know, and we're talking about six receptions, ninety yards, a touchdown. I think that's a Kansas City win. I think that comes in a Kansas City win. Right. Um, if it looks something more like five receptions for 48 yards, I think that's an Eagles win. So I do. I think, I think he's sort of the bellwether there. If he has a monster day, you know, Kansas City's winning. But if they can contain him, which is easier said than done, I mean, I think that is the game plan, don't you? I mean, you know, that's, that's the sort of lifeblood there. No, I think, I think he's a pretty good barometer and probably, probably a really good pick uh, to that question. Uh, we're talking to John Martin, of course, co-host of the Jason and John Show, and certainly in hoping he enjoys the VIP Super Bowl party out in <laughs> Vegas this weekend. Moving you to local matters, uh, we got a chance to weigh in on the Canard trade yesterday before we went off the air, yeah. so we don't we don't need to revisit that. Were you surprised to read this morning or read from Zach Lowe that at least according to him and his sources that the Grizzlies offered three first round picks for OG Ananobi? No. I'm not surprised to hear that because that was sort of the going rate, you know, before yesterday. So, you know, I kind of feel like that was on the table. But I think everything we said yesterday, I encourage people to go back and listen to what we said yesterday. I think it looks freaking poignant because if you heard Woj today, oh, I don't know, I don't know, what, Brad, what uh, show that was from or, or where it came from, but he basically validated everything we said yesterday, which is that the Grizzlies tried. They tried to make a move. They tried to improve the team. But those guys, you know, whether it's OG Ananobi or Mikel Bridges, like their teams weren't moving them. You know, I think, you know, you can get mad at the Grizzlies when they get outbid or when, you know, one of their, one of their priorities is moved for, you know, three, three, three firsts and two seconds and the Grizzlies didn't get in there. You know, I think that's when you can, you know, that's where you, that's what you reserve your anger for. But if those guys don't get dealt, you know, I mean, what are the Grizzlies supposed to do? They can't hold these folks at gunpoint and say, give us an OG and an OB, or we're going to, you know, we're going to ride. It's just not the way it works. So, yeah, I, mean, I think the Grizzlies did everything they could have done within what was available to them. Like, there was not a franchise-changing guy, a ceiling-raising guy that was available and that was, that was um, going to come to the Grizzlies. Kevin Durant wanted to go to Phoenix. He was not going to agree – to come to the Grizzlies. And most of y'all wouldn't have even wanted to give up what it would have taken. So it's a non-starter. I think the Grizzlies front office, and I'm not a guy that apologizes for them ever, but I think they did as much as they could have humanly done at the trade deadline. Let me let me throw this at you. Mar Giannato had a column up over the commercial appeal about, uh, you know, sort of spinning this one way that perhaps in, in sort of getting pushed down the Grizzlies in terms of the pecking order in the West by all of these trades that – there's a possibility they can reclaim their underdog status. And, 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 and I bring that up because it reminded me of something you said, what, late last week when you're like, you know, I like this team better when they were that, and I wish they could get back, that, back to that. I, I ask you this question. 
Can you get back to that once it's out of Pandora's box? Once once you've talked, once you've I, I realize there's been a humbling and there's also been, yes, what it feels like a pushing down the pecking order. But can you really reclaim that, John, after you know what you've accomplished? You won a first round series last year. And and based on what you've said so far, could you really go back to to that kind of underdog sort of mantra? Well, I would say the combination of everything you just mentioned, yes. I mean, if it was just trays or something along those lines, then no. But I feel like between, you know, John Morant's whole, like he's been basically ridiculed, you know, the last week. It's been rough. Um, yeah, I'm all, I'm all yeah, my, you know, initially I'm like, well, you put this out there, but it has been heavy, man. Man, it's like overkill, you know. It's like, yeah. damn, it's like, okay, we get it, man. Like, you know, you guys have made your point about John Morant. We can move on now. The news cycle can move on. Yes, he probably, you know, spoke a little bit too soon on the whole West thing, but the guy, that's, that's who Ja is. I don't think we have to attack the dude's character regardless. I think, I think it's a good thing. I do. I mean, look, how much of what we think about the Grizzlies was shaped by them being ahead of schedule last year and finishing the two seed? They were never supposed to do that, you know, and I think it just sort of threw everything into this warp speed, which, you know, look, they validated it with their start this season, but that was, to me, all gravy. Like, the goal really was, okay, just try to finish in the top four with everything that's happening in the West. Now, <clears throat> some of the things that were influenced by the Grizzly start, the Lakers are a disaster, or were a disaster, we'll see. Um, the, the Clippers were nowhere near the team we thought they were going to be in the regular season. The Warriors don't care about the regular season. You know, so we just kind of expected there to be a little bit more parity, and there hasn't been. But that being said, there is now, and I do think it's a little freeing for the Grizzlies because, I mean, I, I, your expectations just got ratcheted down to me a great deal. So I do. I think this could be a, you know, a positive for them to kind of, re, you know, make them hungry again to say, hey, you know, you guys have forgotten about us because Kyrie Irving plays in Dallas now. Let's go. Let's go. Get back to what made us who we were, you know, at the beginning of this season and all of last year. So, so for everything you just said, and and I'm with you. Isn't tonight? And, and I realize it's just a regular season game against the Timberwolves down at FedEx Forum, but isn't it sort of a? I hesitate to say must win, but don't you? Isn't it important that you go out and and get this one just as important as 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 ending that losing streak in the you know was against the Bulls the other evening? It just feels like John, they're up two one on you in this series, the regular season series already. And if you went back mm-hmm. out, I realize Stephen Adams is not there, but if you go back out there, lose this one after you know, based on everything that's happened, I just imagine you know there's there's going to be a pretty glum feeling around this this organization. This feels like one you need to go out and make a statement, and especially considering the fact that you're down one two in the in the in the regular season series, Minnesota. Yeah, I agree. And plus, you consider the fact that I mean your 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 record in the West is below 500 right now. Exactly. You know, I mean you've got to you've got to at some point you know it needs to be go time. I mean, yeah. Got to, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, at some point you've got to turn that around. So yeah, I mean that's a that's a, the Timberwolves are now one of the teams that you're jostling with you know they're one of the teams that you know if 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 we're as Coggin said yesterday putting a bunch of teams in a bucket the Timberwolves are now in that bucket with you along with the Mavs along with you know some other teams so yeah and and, and given the season series and things like that and cats out and all that so yes you know you need to uh you need to certainly uh come out tonight and and and, and try to continue what you have you know, put together here recently with that win against Chicago. And then last thing, Tiger's got a you know important game against Temple this weekend in the sense that you, you cannot lose it. Uh, certainly if you were Memphis, you can't afford to fall back 
uh, anymore that you already have. But uh, was a story uh, yesterday that talked about the attendance and how it's gone down. You know, revenue up a little bit, but attendance still down for Memphis. And it's been down actual turnstile count since Penny's first year. Uh, last year was around 6,400. And with the announced crowds being down this year compared to last year, you figure there could be another proportional drop-off. John, they get below 6,000 actual turnstile count. You don't get the payout from the Grizzlies. Like, I ask you that to ask you this. You know, they've got a team that, at least by the eye test, looks like a tournament team. You had some relatively decent home games this year. What do they got to do to get it pointed back in the other direction, John? Because this was always, you know, you bring in Penny, you fix the attendance issue. Well, they've got an issue right now. I don't know how much of it you could point to Penny and say this is on him, but clearly there is a, a fading that's happening right now. John, can you get it? How do you get it turned around? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, you're you're really asking me to solve the world's problems here. Well, man. does a top 25 um, team just do it, John? Is it recruiting? Like, what, what does it take to get, you know, back over 10,000 in turnstile count back at FedEx Forum? Something yeah. that you want just to... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.